Breakfast Show with Danuta and Jaden. I almost said and Lawson, but of course Lawson's not here today because he's not well. But Jaden, we're so excited you're here today, doing a great job here in every way. We're really excited you're here. Hey, can you take away, take us into our next quiz question, please? This is the second to last question Ooh. for today before we go into the draw. Ooh, for the right. Prize. Question number four. According to Psalms chapter ninety. How many years seems like but a day to the Lord? Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So get yes. your Bibles out. I'll read that question again. According to Psalms chapter 90, how many years seems like but a day to the Lord? Okay. Text us in your answer on 0491064669. And we've had heaps of answers coming through to our questions today. And not just today, but through the week. Of course, you go in the drawer for the revived cookbook number six. Let me find another fabulous recipe here. Here we've got spinach and butternut fritters with Moroccan tomato sauce. Do you like Moroccan food? I think it sounds pretty good. It's, yeah, you've um, never tasted Moroccan oh, stuff. No, no, fl- no Moroccan flavors, obviously, yeah. for you yet. So, oh yeah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so yeah, Moroccan food has got that little bit of a kick, a little okay. bit of a spice to it sure. as well. But I reckon one of the things I love, you know, when you when you when you do get the chance to travel overseas, is to and even here, like when when you go to people of different homes of different cultures, mm. to try their food. Like Spanish food is so yum, yes, hey. Yeah. Polish food, of course. My background is Polish, okay, and so I was brought up very much with Polish food, borscht, which is barscht in Polish. Barscht. Oh, yeah, you say it well, hey. So it's beetroot soup, is very popular. But there's all these different foods that are Polish that are really yummy. Their sweets are very yummy, but not necessarily the healthiest, but... Mm. But what I love about the food is that it's just so yummy. What I don't love about it is it takes a long time to cook. Seems so nice. over the years, I've hardly ever last, you know, several 10, 10 or more bit years, I have not tended to cook much Polish food. So when I go home to Adelaide to my family um, and to my sister's mother-in-law, who is an exceptional chef, mm. um, you know, the food is just totally amazing. So I love catching up with that, with them um, to have some Polish food that I don't have in my home mm. so much. So, But one of the things, one of my favourites too when I was growing up was cabbage rolls. Cabbage rolls? Cabbage rolls, yeah, yes. Yeah. So you do it with rice, you had to do it with, you know, when I used to be a meat eater, we'd have some minced meat through it and stuff. But, you know, then we made them vegetarian, so we'd have lentils and other things through it. So with the rice and flavourings and other 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 veggies in there and it gets cooked up and then gets rolled up into a cabbage, Savoy cabbage, wow. and then you dip it into this really yummy tomato, homemade tomato sauce. My mum would make it with carrots and bay, bay leaf and uh, capsicum. And, uh, it was just one of our favourite meals so for Sabbath especially. So that question again, according to – oops, I went to the last one. According to Psalm 90, how many years seem like but a day to the Lord? Text us in your answer on – Zero four nine one zero four six six nine. Hey, just a few texts coming through here. David sent us some best wishes, of course, to all three of us as well. Here's one also from Wayne that says, "Good morning, Danuta and Jaden. Blessings. Good morning, Cheryl. Can you please play that song you played yesterday? Peace, peace. I think it was." <clears throat> I love to hear it again. Please, thank you. Well, I think we got the thumbs up there from Shul. So, yep, she's going to be putting it in later in the show for you, Wayne. So keep on listening in every way. Mm. 
So just, yeah, some really exciting stuff. Hey, we're going to start our Bible study time now because we've got a lot to unpack today. And we, um, of course, because it's been a shorter week, we've combined some of the areas that we've been covering. And yesterday we didn't quite finish about the God who comes to be with us, where we unpack the fact that, excuse me, that Jesus' life and ministry were God's complete revelation, mm. and of course, that the mission on this earth, Christ's mission on this earth, of course, is uh, was to come to redeem us. And you know, He died on the cross so that all might have salvation. Mm. That Bible verse, the, the the two most popular verses probably in the Bible, are John three sixteen, yes. for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have ev- everlasting life. He did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Aren't they beautiful? But here also in Luke, of course, we read Jesus' words and it says, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that who, those who were lost. In other words, Jesus bridges the gap that Absolutely, because through sin, through Adam and Eve sinning, and we actually then read that that Jesus had the salvation, the redemption plan straight away in Genesis three fifteen, and um and so you know because of sin, separation happened between us and and God. So the vertical separation, there was the horizontal separation, which is between us and other human beings. Mm. So even between Adam and Eve, and then of course the children. That's what happened then with Cain and Abel. Of course, and then of course, separation between us and you know God's creation of um, in, you know nature in every way as well, and so it's caused you know the se- the separation in every way. But I love the fact that Jesus came to be as one one like us. That's what's called the incarnation of Christ. John one verse fourteen says, "The Word became flesh and dwelt among us." Yes. And then, of course, that he came to deliver us from the bondage of sin and that he who knew no sin um, became sin for us so that in him we might have the righteousness of God, Paul writes in Second Corinthians. Just beautiful stuff. So then because of that, we have a responsibility. Wouldn't you say, Jaden, to be able to share that then with others? When we have come to Christ, when we have been transformed, he doesn't want us sitting idly and just doing nothing and say, beauty, I'm well, safe. if you had really, really good news, how, how easy do you find it not to share it? Yeah, yeah, you're busting to you, share it, aren't you? You're looking hey. for any opportunity just to insert it into the conversation and... Yes. And share that good news. Absolutely. And so do you find that as a Christian, and I guess now you're studying at Avondale University to be a pastor. Yes. You're graduating in two months' time, oh, just, just over aren't two you? Months. Just over two months, yeah. Wow, jolly, jolly exciting. And congratulations Thank ahead. You. So part of why you went into ministry, tell us, well, tell us why. Sure. Is it because you're wanting to share Jesus with other people, you're not wanting to hold back and just have it for yourself? What is the reasons that you've responded to God's call with that? I'm really passionate about sharing Jesus with other people mm-hmm. and I really think that God has done some good things in my life. He's, he's really he's changed me, he's given me an identity, he's given me a purpose and a plan mm-hmm. and it's my privilege to walk alongside other people to help them, to do my best to help them on their journey as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you know, and when you see that their lives become transformed because you share Jesus with them and Jesus work, you know, the Holy Spirit works in and on their heart in every way. Isn't that a powerful well, thing? We actually grow together. It's not me sharing everything. We we actually we're all learning from each other. That's right. We're growing in 
growing in Christ every day together. It's a continual journey of mm. growth, isn't it? We never reach our destination because that destination will only be reached when Jesus comes and we go to heaven for for eternity, you know. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, let's read Matthew twenty eight eighteen to 20. Um, and then just before we go, continue on in our next section. Do you want me to read that? For yes, you, please. Matthew twenty eight eighteen to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Wow. Wow. And this is the very end of Matthew. Matthew writes this in the gospel. And these are Jesus' words in my Bible. My Bible and it's Jesus' words are in red. Yeah, same here. And, of course, he, Jesus says here, all authority has been given to me. Why, why is all authority given to Jesus? If somebody asked you or me, mm. They say, you know, well, in that verse, why has jo- Jesus got all authority? Because Jesus has prevailed where we have failed. In other words, when he has come, we have failed. When we failed in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3, Jesus came to redeem us. He's, he's prevailed where we have failed. He's conquered on our behalf and he's gotten given all authority. Love it, absolutely. And because he was divine mm-hmm. but became human, or should I say and became and human, became, yes, yes. not but, but and became human. And, of course, he was the creator right at the start of, you know, creation. Mm-hmm. And that's why John writes, you know, in Chapter 1, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He is divinity, so he has got all authority. And on top of that, he did not sin. Like you say, he prevailed. Yeah. Where we failed, he actually succeeded in every way. And then he gives us the authority. He uses his authority. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He uses that authority in every way. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. That's right. So, Jaden, you were just saying right there, hey, that... Sorry about that. No, 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 you're right. All good. And so here we, what we're seeing, yes, there's that. And that's why Jesus is also called the second Adam, because yes. where the first Adam failed, Jesus didn't, did that's he? That's it. That's it. Yeah, so he's, that's why he's called the second Adam. Adam. Well, you can see it like in the, in the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. The first yes. temptation he had to deal with was, was regarding appetite. One of the mm. first things that uh, Adam and Eve failed, the first thing that they failed, Jesus had to redeem us from that. So that ab- absolutely in every way. And, of course, like we said, you know, that when they failed, Jesus came looking for them. You know, God came looking for them. Jesus came looking for them. He said, you know, where are you? Mm. Where are you? That same question Jesus gives us today, he says, where are you? Mm. If you're listening at the end of this, you know, on your radio today or you're listening on the podcast and you are on your journey or you haven't quite started your journey with Jesus, God's saying to you, where are you? Where are you in your journey at the moment? Where do you want to go? What changes do you want to have in your life? Come to me mm. All you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus gives us an incredible rest. He gives us rest, but he also gives us a strong purpose. Absolutely. And we see that here in Matthew chapter 28. And yep. what I really like about this is that the power to do this, it's not, it's not our own power, it's not our own strength, it's not our works. It's the powers given to us by Jesus to go out there 
and it's his strength that we rely upon to do what he says. And, and absolutely, because of ourselves, we fail because of sin. Mm-hmm. And that's why he then says, he says, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them in all things to observe what I have commanded you. So he's saying, go and make disciples. Disciples, of course, are followers mm-hmm. of Jesus, but disciples make disciples. They don't yes. just sit idly, do yes. they? Yes. But I love here the promise then that he says at the end, he says here, I am with you always. There it is, right, that thing about God continuing to be with us. Mm. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And that is emphasized in the Bible, of course, in every possible way, because here we see the basis of the reality that that he then commissions all of us to go go and spread that word to others because Jesus is with us always. Basically, whatever our occupation in life, whatever we're called to do in life, our first priority, according to the words of Jesus, our first priority should be to help grow his kingdom and rely on his strength to help that kingdom. Love it. Absolutely in every way. And so speaking of his kingdom here, let's actually go now to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And here we're actually going to look even more about the fact that he is promises to be with us always, but he's also going to be coming back. And that prom, that, that promise of him coming back, of course, we refer to the second coming of Jesus, mm. his soon return. Now, here's the thing that if Jesus hadn't come a first time, there could be no second time. And, but the, 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 the reality of him coming the first time in flesh, which we read yesterday yes. from John chapter one, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The reality of him coming a first time, dying on the cross and being resurrected guarantees yes. that he will come a second time. And I can see the smile of your face, yes. the happiness it brings us, it's doesn't awesome, it? It's awesome, isn't it? Isn't it so exciting? So let's read um, John chapter 14, verse 1 to 3, please. The Bible says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. I love this passage. Isn't it beautiful? Like there's so much to unpack in. I know, again, we'll probably run short of time. Absolutely. But it's one of the most hope-filled passages I find in God's Word. Well, going back once again to our news segment, we talked about the ridiculous cost of rent and and prices and all that. And once again, we're reminded here in John 14, verse 2, that... Despite all that, there's a mansion waiting for us that Jesus is going to prepare for us and he's coming back to take us there. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Hey, and it's going to be a permanent one, Mm. an everlasting one. And no rent there. No rent there, (laughs) that's right, free, freebie. And here's the thing, so just a bit of context here, of course, this is actually a passage that Jesus is actually saying to, to the disciples at the time, you know, they've just done the foot washing service, the communion service, and Jesus is actually telling them here right towards the end of that time, you know, their time together there after the foot washing. But he actually says to them earlier, we read it in John chapter 7, verse 33, Jesus actually had referred to, to the fact that he'll be returning. He referred to it earlier. He actually says to them here, he actually says here, then Jesus said to them, this is John seven thirty-three. He said to them, I shall be with you a little while longer, and then I go to him who sent me. Mm. So he already gave them, gave them some pre-warning. But here what we find in John 14 is where he actually just gives them that bit more specific stuff because John 1, 14, 1 to 3 is the beginning of him really giving them a whole lot more detail in that, mm. in that area. 
What we also find, of course, that is, is that if we go back to Matthew 24 just for a moment, Matthew 24, and of course here on Faith FM we say don't take what Danuta is saying or what Lawson is saying or what Lyle is saying or what Jaden is saying. We're saying we want to read it from the God's yeah. word for you because we want to go by what God's word says. Yeah. So can you read for us, please, Matthew 24, verse 1 to 3. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age. Mm. So here, I mean, we could unpack so much more here. But here what we see, particularly in verse 3, is that the disciples, I mean, so earlier the disciples are actually asking him, you know, when do you see that these things will actually happen? So the destruction of the temple. Now they're, they're actually thinking things in a literal sense here yes. too. and They're thinking of it in a literal sense. But Jesus is actually referring Throughout this passage, if we were to read it further, he's in parts referring it to the literal, but he's also applying it to the the future of his second coming. Yes. Because in chapter in verse three there of Matthew twenty four, he's he's sitting on the Mount of Olives and he says to the disciples, saying to them, "Tell it." And when they said, "When will these things happen? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age?" Now, when they're actually asking that question here, the word for coming is the word parousia mm-hmm. in Greek. Yes. Okay. Now the term parousia, of course, it means arrival, it means coming or presence. Okay. That's what it actually means. And this actually term, the, the um, you know, the referring to the second coming is actually mentioned about 300 mm. times throughout the New Testament, which is really significant. That's very it works, significant. It works out to roughly about every, I think it's about every six verses, you know, that there's something wow. referring to in the second coming. Now, there's passages throughout the New Testament that are really power-packed, mm. of course, as well, um, you know, that are really power-packed, like you've got First um, Thessalonians, yep. which is about the second coming, you know, the dead in Christ will rise and those who are alive will be raised together. But, you know, there's, so there's section that's more power-packed as well. But Jesus actually mentioned the second coming, did you know, 20, 21 times it's referred to in the Gospels that Jesus actually mentions that's the so good. second coming about himself. And he also mentions more than 50... Um, so he actually also, let me just see this here, he also mentioned more than 50 times to actually be ready for the sure. second coming. Now here's the thing, we need to be ready and not getting ready. Yeah. We need to be ready every day for Jesus. So let's just pull, pull out this little bit more here on this passage of the Father's house. So here, you know, Jesus is at the end of the communion service and then it's just before we're actually going, he goes to the Mount of Olives and to Gethsemane, of course, before the crucifixion. And it's a beautiful representation where he says about the mansions of my father's house. The term in Greek is um, is oikia, which is actually translated home. Mm. So isn't there a difference when you think of your home versus house? I was thinking about this as I was reflecting on this last night, actually, Danuta. If you can invite someone to your house for a meal, right, mm-hmm. and that's, that's cool, but how much more personal does it say, hey, come live with me in my home? Oh, isn't that it's beautiful? Not just, it's not just a quick meal. Come live with me. 
Yes, beautiful. And it's got such a warmer feel to it. It's got a much mm. more personal approach to it, hasn't it? It's just got this total warmth about it in every way. And also then when we find in this passage when he refers to mansions, it's referring to abiding places, so the places that we abide in. Mm. Now, we know we tend to abide in a home yes. so much more comfortably, don't we? We relax a whole lot more when it's in a home. Um, and the house, we think of it more as an actual building. Yes. The bricks and, and, and all of the things that put it together. But a home is where the people abide, where we are together. And that's why in this passage, John refers to it in the same kind of way, because Jesus has gone home to prepare the mansions for us, the Father, back to the Father's house, to prepare the mansions for us mm. so that this is the place that we'll be together with them as one family. Jesus advised us to be there as well. Doesn't he? So beautifully. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, Jaden, it has come time for our last quiz question for today. This is your last chance to go in the draw that will be happening at quarter to nine today. Take it away, please, Jaden. All right. I hope everyone's ready. Question number five. According to Luke chapter six, what should a follower of Christ do when someone takes away his or her goods? Mm, wow. Interesting question. Hey. According to Luke chapter six, what should a follower of Christ do when someone takes away his or her goods? Mm, I wonder if we apply that one today. Yeah. To, <laughs> that's the interesting thing. Text us in your answer. 0491 Text us in your answer. That question again, according to Luke 6, what should a follower of Christ do when someone takes away his or her goods? Text us your answer on 0491 and you'll go in the drawer for the Revive Cookbook number 6. You will not regret it. Mm. Okay, coming back to our study time, we've been looking at John 14, verse 1 to 3, where it says, let not your heart be troubled, believe in God, believe also in me, in my Father's house and many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you and I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. What do you love about verse 3? What jumps out? I mean, I've got things circled, as you can see, I circle and write in my Bible like he everywhere but what I love there of course in verse 3 is that it really jumps out to us really reinforcing the fact that Jesus will come again what are the the, the words oh I actually just gave it away sorry I, <laughs> I asked you and then I just <laughs> said so it myself I, I, was, I was just turning there myself yes I know because you actually went ahead to look at another passage as well but here you know he says I will come again he doesn't say I might come again well no I noticed something really interesting in verse 3, yeah. where it says that where I am, there you may be also. Now, if you remember back to the uh, burning bush incident in, uh, I think it was Exodus. Mm-hmm. Remember when, when Jesus, when, when God says, I am. It's a statement of divinity. It is a and statement of divinity. And the book of, of John, uh, Jesus re- reuses that statement a number of times. He's got seven distinct statements. But what I, what I find interesting about verse 3, it's that where I am, where God is, mm-hmm. there we may be also. Isn't that beautiful? Where God is. Yeah. I know it's we, to we his, covered that, but to his abiding place becomes our abiding place. It, it's, it's, it's pretty it's, awesome, isn't it? Awesome, because the thing is, the mansions actually, you know, in the word mon, "monet" in Greek, actually means a remaining place or a place of abode or a place to abide. Yeah. So it's the place that will remain, and it's his place. So yeah, where he is, so it's his dwelling place becomes our dwelling place. Mm-hmm. And how? 
also because, you know, as we were looking at the book of Ephesians the last few weeks, it says that we've been grafted into the family of God. He's in, you know, our inheritance is what God gives us. We inherit that place, the abiding place. Can I just mention verse 6? I think verse 6 is really, really important. In verse 4, it talks about which way do we go? Mm-hmm. Which, which way are we to go? And Jesus says, Jesus says to Thomas the disciple, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. If we don't know which way to go. We, we, we all want to go to heaven. We want to be there. We want to live with God. Jesus is the way. Jesus so we is can look to the him way. For the way, the truth, and the life. And I really, really like that. Love that, yeah. He's the one that can take us on the right path of life, isn't that? Because when we don't have Jesus in our life, it's so easy to wander off to Mm. so many things that damage our lives, that impact our lives negatively. But when we give our heart to Jesus, he takes us by the hand and actually, I mean, you know, not literally symbolically, but he's there with us always. And basically he takes us on a journey that is so much, more positive. Have you always been a Christian? Were you brought up in a Christian I was, home? I was brought up in a Christian home, but okay. at one point you do have to make it your own. And I think I was about 13 when I decided to uh, make my faith not based on my parents or just what I've been doing my whole life, but to really make it your own personal. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful. So. Make it personal. And so Jesus, you've, you've looked to Jesus rather mm-hmm. than your parents with that. Um, I mean, they still support, you know, and, and, you know, mixing with like-minded people is really important in every way too. But you have chosen to give your heart to Jesus. You've also chosen to study God's word sure, for yourself. Sure. So it's your it, it, own rem- personal experience. I'm reminded of the words in Psalms 119 where mm-hmm. it says, you know, thy word, God's is a word lamp is a lamp unto to my, my feet, feet and a light unto my path. Directs me. It, it, it directs us. It gives us direction and identity. And it shows us how to get to heaven. Love it. Love it. That's the beautiful thing in every way. So, of course, you know, Jesus is coming soon. And that is the main subject of the second coming in every way. And I love the fact that you've brought out, too, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is tied in, of course, within that passage of, you know, being the mansion. And these these words here, you know, in John 14, verse 1 to 3, were actually designed to give comfort Mm to the disciples because of course here they've been walking for three and a half years with Jesus and then suddenly Jesus is saying hey I'm going to leave you I'm going to go away Mm. and they're kind of like no way sort of thing you know but Jesus is saying even though I'm going to leave it is to an important place I'm going back to to my father you know he has seen me has seen the father Jesus said to Mm -hmm. of course to us in in God's word and so you know he his mission was here of course for us and also to show the father display the father um, you know to us the love of the father but here he's going back and he's saying i'm not going to forget you and that that Mm. promise of i will come again um you know is really important that's why we read you know matthew 24 that whole parousia Mm -hmm. um and referring to that because he says what shall be the sign of the coming of 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 the end of the world well the fact that there's this personal advent of jesus christ this personal advent means the second coming you know uh, the the return advent means returning and that's why we as seventh day adventists 
that is where the name has originated from. Seventh yes. day is the belief that we, you know, keep the Sabbath day according to God's word. And Adventist means the fact that we strongly believe in God's word that Jesus is coming, that he will come, he will return to take his people and because home. Because of that, Danuta, we've got in verse 14, verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. Absolutely. Because of that hope. Whatever else happens, let not your heart be troubled. Jesus is coming back. Absolutely beautiful. And can you read for us too the second to last verse in the book of Revelation because that is really important. Revelation chapter twenty-two and verse twenty. Ooh, as we verse. just as we just come to the end of I our love study. This verse. Revelation twenty-two verse twenty says, "He who testifies to these things says, this is Jesus speaking. Surely I am coming quickly." Mm-hmm. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? That. And so Jesus promises and he says, and John records this in the book of Revelation. Yes. The Revelation is the revealing of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am coming quickly. Hey, we want to encourage each one of you and for ourselves here in the studio, of course, to respond to Jesus. That question that God gave to Adam and Eve at the, after they sinned was, where are you? We are asked, being asked the same question. Where are you today? Mm-hmm. If you haven't given Jesus a go, we want to encourage you to give Jesus a go. If you're partway on your journey, give Jesus, continue to, to deepen your relationship with Jesus in every way. And this weekend, when we want to encourage you to make Jesus as part of your life. Pick up a Bible if you have got one somewhere. Read from the book of John. It's a great one to start mm. with. If you haven't got a Bible, you can Google so many different versions on the Bible. The easy one of the NIV New International Version or New King James Version. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Wayne's also texted us in and says, can we please have a prayer for him? He's going into hospital on Tuesday. He's having a procedure. He's having a ventricular tachycardia ablation um, procedure. So we just want to pause just Mm. to have a brief prayer for Wayne. Father God in heaven, we thank you that we can have peace, peace through you and in uh, in every way of you. And we just um, claim the words of the song that we just sang to you, but also the verses that we have been referring to, to, to today. Father, we ask in every way that you'll be with Wayne, that you'll give him your peace and your assurance, and that he will trust that you are not only with him, but that you're working in and through the hands of the doctors and the nurses as they carry out the surgery. We also ask for a full and quick recovery for him after the surgery and that he will be able to claim the beautiful promises of Jesus once again post-surgery about the fact that you have heard and answered prayers and that you're an amazing, amazing God. So just comfort and be with Wayne in every way we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, it has come time for us to spin the wheel. Let's spin the wheel for the Revive Cookbook number six. Who is our winner today? It's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning, and our winner is John. Congratulations, John. How exciting. You are the winner of this fantastic cookbook number six by Jeremy Dixon. You are going to love these recipes. As Lawson would probably say, we would like to invite ourselves over to your place for when you make some stuff from here too. <laughs> but we want to, we will be sending that out to you. Producer Sher will follow up and get into those details if she hasn't got them yet. 
And so congratulations, John, for entering into the quizzes this week and winning oh, the prize. Danita, I reckon John should uh, text in some recipes. Text in what's, what, what, what he recommends. Well, I, I agree. Uh, Jaden, what a great idea. So, John, and we the, would like love... i to say that John only sent in one answer this week. Now, there you go. We sometimes say in the show, don't we, that all it takes is one answer. Yeah, sometimes. And it's sometimes. <laughs> and, John, you are the one person that did that one answer this week. So, super huge congratulations to you, John. I like that idea. Text us in what you have made. Hey, we've got to quickly give the answers to you before we run mm. out of time. Here we go. Fill in the blank. Your adulterous people, don't you know that friendship was the word? With the word means enmity mm. against God. Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. The second one, who is the stone the builders rejected? The answer is Jesus. Unfortunately, yes, Jesus was rejected. Mm. Number three, what name is Hadassah better known by? Is the the Queen Esther? Esther. Esther is the name. So that was her name that was actually given. And then her Jewish name was and then became Queen Esther, of course. And she led her nation. So in made it mildly. I love that song, that that uh, story of Esther. I've got a sermon or two on that as as well. Number four, according to Psalm ninety, how many years seem like a day, but a day to the Lord? It is a thousand. And of course, prophetically speaking, when we look at prophecies, that's where we take it from. We also take it from the book of Ezekiel yes. that a day is a thousand years. And when it comes to prophecy as well, and then number five, according to Luke six, what should a follower of Christ do? When someone takes away his or hers, her goods, the answer to that one is don't ask for wow. it back. Do you ever like, you know, have you ever had your goods taken and then did you ask for it back? I think I have to, I think I did actually. You failed. You didn't uh, follow this one. No, but anyway, we've all done it at some point, we have. haven't we? Well, luckily we know that it doesn't matter because... We've got a home in heaven. And so if we don't get our little possessions back that we loan out, it's not the end of the world. Absolutely. And the whole thing here is about the fact of not to cause enmity mm. between one um, one another. And I know, you know, the Bible also says it's better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really selfish when I was growing up as a teenager, like really selfish. Mm. And it was around the 14, 15 years of age that, you know, God really just transformed my heart. I still remember being by my bedside and even not just by my bedside, but so many times asking God to really help to change me. And I've had family members just say to me, boy, you changed. You know, know, you're around 15 years of age when you changed. And they can pinpoint it. But what they didn't know is that I was just really asking God for the prayers to change. But I was so selfish and God changed me to actually be selfless. And sometimes now it's, you know, I've gone too far the other way. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, you know, I love the fact that God has just transformed me to be selfless. Less. Yeah. And of course, God is a God of selflessness and encourages us to do the same so that other people may see Jesus in and through us um, and come to know Jesus. Mm. Mm. We've come to the end of our show all too quickly. Um, and Jaden, it has been once again fabulous to have you here with us. You've done such a great job. And what really comes through is how passionate you are about Jesus oh. and knowing him. Appreciate you having us on. Yeah, yeah, no. So all the best again with your studies. We're hoping that Lawson will be well enough to be back again on Monday. Mm. But we will be having you back on the show sometime too, I'm sure. 
Hey, a little promise for you for the weekend. And call on me, as in God says, in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will honor me. Psalm 50, verse 15. We want to encourage you, of course, to just give Jesus a go this Mm. weekend. Pick up the Bible. Try and get to know Jesus more in every way. And remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. Amen.